Um, appreciate everybody being here tonight for worship, and uh, especially for um, allowing us an opportunity to talk about uh, something we did earlier this summer. I think probably most of you know that a group of us went to Nashville, Tennessee, um, to do some service projects, to do some work um, together, to experience a, uh, a group mission trip together. And uh, you'll notice a lot of us wearing these red shirts. And on the back, there's a verse. And this was kind of our theme um, verse as we went into the project from Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And what Alan and I and some others are going to do this evening is just give you an overview of uh, what our mission was about, uh, what kind of work we did, and what we were able to learn within ourselves um, from this uh, mission work. Uh, so before we left, we had some, some goals um, that we wanted to accomplish. Whoops, I just did the light. That won't work. Um, three goals to start out with. One was to serve the body of Christ. So you'll, you'll see in some of the activities we did how we went to some, uh, visit some other Christians in nursing homes, um, how we served those uh, through the disaster relief uh, warehouse, so that was one of our goals. Our other goal was spiritual growth and development of the team members. And one thing that we know is true about participating in a mission work is we grow a lot together as a team. We grow a lot um, closer in our relationships to each other. We grow a lot in our relationship to God um, when we take time out of our busy schedule to devote some time and energy and effort um, to the things of God. And then lastly, just an opportunity for people to engage in ministry and to learn and discover what talents and abilities do I have um, as part of this group that I can discover and grow and develop um, and bring back home to service in Pickerington. So the question we asked and others asked of us uh, before we left is why would we go all the way down to Nashville, Tennessee, spend money on a mission trip, when we have people with needs right here in our home community. Um, it's a question I've asked myself. It's not a, an easy uh, question to answer. I will say this. I think in order to, the best way to learn how to serve at home is to go somewhere else first and serve. Get out of your normal routine. Get away from your daily life where you can put 100% of your focus and energy on the mission on the, the projects that you're working on and serving others because it will open your eyes to a new level of service. It'll open your eyes for you to see what God is doing and can do through you to bless others. Um, that sometimes is difficult when we have all the distractions and cares of the world here at home. So the reason we went to Nashville is basically to learn how to serve so that we can take what we learn and then use it here in our home community. Okay, so <clears throat> we took 30 people on this mission trip and a lot of them have their red shirts on tonight. Um, and it was a little bit different than the trip that we take to Tune uh, because we opened this one up to everyone in the congregation because we wanted everybody to have the opportunity to serve. So, uh, which we plan on doing more in the future. And um, so that was a little bit different. Uh, we used our money from our general missions fund to take this trip. 
So the cost of this trip was about $250 per person, but we, uh, were only, we only charged everyone $50 to go um, so that we could make it possible for anybody that wanted to go. And then we used the money out of our general missions fund to take care of the rest of that money to go on the trip. Um, so as far as our team that went, we, we rode up together in vans, we stayed together in a cabin, and um, we built some strong relationships. Um, the verse that came to mind was Ecclesiastics 4, 9 to 10. It tells us um, we aren't here um, to serve ourselves, we're here to serve others. Um, and to help each other and to be team players. So that's one of the reasons we chose that decision was so that we could um, become closer to one another and serve as a group. Um, we're going to have four of our guys that went along on that trip come up and talk a little bit about how it helped them in their lives. Uh, I think my favorite part of going on this trip was going to all the senior homes and being able to sing to them because when you were singing, all of them were singing along too and they were smiling and it just made their day that you got to visit them because they don't really have people that got to visit them very often. So it just put a smile on their face and it made me really happy to see that. Um, well, if you'll have your Bibles tonight, I'll be reading a verse from Matthew chapter 25. Um, Matthew chapter 25, 34 through 40. And... Um, one of the things that we did when we were in Nashville is um, we went to the Churches of Christ Disaster Relief Center. And basically what happens there is they have volunteers from all over the nation come to um, help them package goods and appliances and needs that people go through during a natural disaster. And whenever one happens, they send trucks. They have volunteers who drive the trucks and they drive them to wherever they're needed. And... Um, I feel like this verse kind of spoke the need to that. And, um, okay, so here it is, starting in verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then in the righteous, then the righteous will sit, will answer him, saying, "Lord, when did you see, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and we gave you drink, and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you, and when did we see you sick or in the prison and visit you?" And the king will answer them, "Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least." of these my brothers you did it to me and basically that's what the whole disaster relief center was was they send everything they have they have semi trucks that they send they send 
I think on one trip they sent like 50 truckloads of things and there was basically anything that a family would need they would send um, food they would send a package of um, food for a family of four I believe it was around like 80 pounds and um, they would send anything pretty much you could think of they would send toiletries anything you'd need to wash up or shower or um, they would send appliances for your new house if you couldn't afford them and um, so basically I felt like that was a pretty important part because it says it right in Matthew that that was one of the things that we need to do as a Christian is go out and do those types of things and I felt like serving the disaster relief center was um, a big part of our mission trip and it really helped a lot of people and going out and spreading the word. So I think that was my favorite part about the mission trip. I was uh, asked to just share one of my favorite memories. And what I really loved down there was the night sky. So every single night, me and some of the guys would just sit down. There was kind of a wraparound deck. So we'd just sit in the chairs and just have like talks, talk about what's going on in our lives. Let's get that out of my eyes. <laughs> um, and just talk about problems that we're going through, and we would just encourage each other and just look at it at a biblical and just what we need to do as Christians. And I just felt really just uplifted through that, just being away from home, away from your routine, and just being with others that understand you, especially those my age. Um, I would say uh, my favorite part of the mission trip would uh, definitely be what Barry and Alan were saying was uh, growing, uh, just getting to know people more, and uh, especially the people that we drove with all the time, uh, and uh, just really uh, getting to know everyone and them uh, getting to know, uh, get to know me a little bit more. And probably more than they wanted to, but <laughs> and, uh, just really, uh, just really encouraging and inspiring. Just um, the congregation that we have. Um, I mean, I think sometimes we can take it for granted, but just uh, all the young people and all the, you know, all the adults who uh, spent their time and who. Uh, are willing to go on a trip like that. It's just really uh, inspiring the congregation that we have here and just the encouragement of all that. Okay, thanks guys. Um, one of the things that we did uh, when we were when we got there was called the Open Table Nashville. And um, that was an organization that helped people um, that were in poverty or living on the streets. Uh, they would give them food. They had little bags that they would hand out to them. They were starting a pro little project um, where they were going to start building little houses so that they could um, put them into those houses, especially when it's cold outside. Uh, we helped that organization move their facilities to a bigger one. And... Um, it's kind of funny that uh, 
the scripture I had down here was Matthew 25, which is what the exact thing he read. Um, so that's what we're, we're there to um, help. And that scripture kind of scares me when you read it, you know, because you're always wondering, am I doing enough? Um, am I clothing the people that need clothed? Am I helping feed the people that need fed? Um, so that's, that's one of the things that um, was very important to us, was helping, helping this organization um, do that. And there was a, a lady where her husband, I'm not sure how it was, the Lipscomb, Lipscomb employee or something. You, yeah, you go ahead and talk about that. Um, just, there was an interesting story that, or event, I guess, that happened. And, and I'm a firm believer in Providence. I think um, if you take time to look around and, and there will be opportunities where God will put you in a position to accomplish his purpose. Um, the organization here that we served, Open Table, they don't have their own office space. They leased their office space from a Methodist church. And so they were moving from one Methodist church to a different one. And while we were there serving and, and helping move supplies within this Methodist church, um, the pastor of this church was a woman, which obviously made some of us feel very uncomfortable. And uh, we got to talking with her. And she asked us what type of Church of Christ we were, if we were the David Lipscomb kind of Church of Christ. And so we, you know, kind of got a little chuckle out of that, and we said, yeah, we're aware of David Lipscomb, and, you know, we're, we're kind of not affiliated with them, but um, <clears throat> we agree with some of their teachings. But anyways, her husband is um, a professor at David Lipscomb, and so... Later on that evening, we were visiting with Keith and Tara O'Neill, and we were telling this story to Keith. And Keith knew exactly who we, were, who we were talking about, and he said, this lady's husband is a recent convert um, to Christianity and has now left um, the Methodist faith and has um, started be being a member of the Church of Christ. And so I think my own personal opinion is that God used us as another example of displaying the Church of Christ in a positive light. You know, we weren't there to teach her, we weren't there to debate, um, and she was not with us, but we were able to, through our service, and through the kindness and the love and the generosity we showed, which we didn't have to do by any means, we were able to project a favorable image to her, I believe, of the Church of Christ, when I don't think she had a very positive image of it. Um, beforehand. Yeah, what's also interesting is um, the leader there, the organizational leader, was from Pickerington, Ohio. And so she was excited to see the group from Pickerington come and sort of show us off to the rest of her, her group there. Um, yeah, the, clicker. the next thing we, we did, we sang at a couple of uh, senior centers, which is something that we do when we go to Tune also. And if you've never done something like that, uh, it's pretty scary the first time you do that to go out in the public and just start singing. And, uh, but once you do it once, it's sort of it's something you want to keep doing. And it's a lot of fun. Um, so we decided to do this while we were in Tennessee. And we went to do different, two different ones. They were both associated with Lakeshore. They had two different um, senior centers, and they were supported by five of the congregations of the Churches of Christ there in, in Nashville. And we sang some hymns for about 30 minutes at each place, 
And it was, it was um, kind of neat because we would have a couple of the people sing with us. And they started singing, and, and they really enjoyed the fact that we were there to, um, to sing with them and to hang out with them a little bit. After we sing, we go talk to them. Uh, we take them back to the rooms and, and, and some of that. So it was a, it was a really good experience. Uh, and we went ahead, and when we got back and did that, we went to Wesley Ridge. And a lot of you guys went to sing over there in Reynoldsburg. And we sort of had the same... Um, same type of deal and it's just amazing when you're standing up there and we didn't know what we were getting into I just called them and uh, I was like hey can we come up to Wrestler Ridge and they were like yeah and we walked in we didn't have a clue what we were going to do and they just we stood up there and started singing and some of the um, seniors that were there started singing with us and they asked us to keep coming back and keep singing so we're going to do that Um, it'll be in the bulletin we're going to do that at the end of August so um, if you haven't had a chance to do something like that, um, I would highly recommend it and because they really enjoy that. Um, but that is one of the things that we did while we were in Nashville also. Okay, so uh, the last kind of service project uh, mission work that we did in Nashville on our last day, we went over to the Churches of Christ Disaster Relief Warehouse. Um, I would highly encourage all of you, if you get a chance or you're interested about it, get on their website, read about it, uh, read a little bit more about what they're doing. I was absolutely blown away by the scale of the work that they have going on there. Um, I was envisioning you know, a little place about the size of a grocery store. And whenever we got there, they have an old Lowe's facility. Um, completely full of product and beyond that they built another warehouse that connects to it that's twice the size of the original one so I don't remember what the square footage is of a warehouse they have there but it is it's a very large um, scale project and so what we did we when we got there we divided up into several different teams we had one team that was working on boxing up potted meat So if you're familiar with the little cans of uh, armor potted meat, they had probably five or six pallets of potted meat. And so we had to take it off the pallet, sort it, repackage it, and then they take the box, individual boxes of potted meat and put them into a larger box that's called the family food box. So let's say that in Pickerington, if there was a natural disaster and we were displaced from our homes, The Churches of Christ Disaster Relief Warehouse truck would pull up in our parking lot. They would distribute uh, family food boxes, which contains enough food to feed a family of four for seven days. They would also hand you a bucket full of cleaning supplies, um, which another uh, team from our congregation helped assemble the uh, cleaning supply buckets. Um, They would also distribute Um, clothing items, uh, baby products, diapers, formula, that kind of stuff. Uh, Their goal is to have a truck on the ground in just a matter of hours after they hear about a natural disaster. And I know recently we had the disaster in West Virginia and uh, Homeland Security only let in the Red Cross and the Churches of Christ Disaster Relief um, warehouse uh, trucks. So they're they're making a big impact what started out just serving Nashville and the Nashville metro area grew into serving just Tennessee 
Then they started serving the surrounding states of Tennessee, and now they're serving all 48 states, I believe, and even some of the Caribbean nations that um, are having disasters and, and are in poverty. Um, so basically, we, we boxed potted meat and Vienna sausage all day. Um, packed buckets, cleaning supply buckets, and then we had another team that was just sorting and restacking um, pallets and supplies. But, you know, they asked, or we, we, we got a tour of the facility from the director, and he shared with us a lot of stories and a lot of information about the impact that they have and how they are able to use um, the funds and resources uh, that they have to pour into this, this project. And, you know, the, he said that a lot of times what happens when there's a disaster, congregations like ours decide, oh, you know, we want to go and we want to help. But then you have to take the time to decide what you want to do, to go buy the product, um, whereas they would already be there by the time you got organized enough to get it. And so he said the best way for individual people like us or congregations to support a disaster relief is to um, either volunteer in the warehouse or to send them money because they can do a lot more with the money than what we ever could. The amount that they're able to buy with a dollar is mind-boggling. Um, so here's a, another um, set of pictures. The last thing that they put in a family food box is a New Testament Bible. And they told us an interesting story about um, the impact that they've had. So you might remember Hurricane Sandy, um, which hit the East Coast a few years ago. Um, they sent a, a few trucks up to uh, New Jersey and in that particular area, the Churches of Christ were the first ones to provide assistance and the last ones to provide assistance after all the other resources were out. And so people were coming to the church on a weekly basis to get supplies. And of course, in that process, they build relationships. And just through this disaster relief effort, they were able to set up over 100 um, Bible studies and had several conversions because of that. And that's just one example out of many um, that we heard about um, in the process of that. So I would highly encourage all of you to, if you're in the Nashville area, to stop by and visit. They would love nothing more, I think, than to show you around, um, to let you explore and look around. They only have four full-time volunteers. All of the rest of the work that gets done is by volunteers like us that went there and packed boxes. Um, every day they have groups coming from all over um, to work and to serve. All of the truck drivers are volunteers, all of the office staff are volunteers, um, and they're supported by, you know, thousands of congregations just like us all over uh, the United States. Okay. Um, last thing we'll talk about is going to be um, the fellowship that we had with one another. Uh, one of the things that we did is we took a uh, tour at Lipscomb University and some of our kids never have an opportunity to go see a Christian college and I just think it's important. Um, not that that's the end all, there's a lot of different colleges around, but um, that was one of the things that we wanted to take an opportunity to do is to, um, is to let them visit a Christian college and see what it's sort of like. We ate, we ate in the cafeteria. It was unbelievable. It was a buffet style, all you could eat, and they had every kind of food you can imagine, so including ice cream. And um, so 
Um, we all ate together at the uh, Lipscomb cafeteria. We walked around campus, and, and we actually got to meet Erin um, Collier while she was there. It was kind of cool. Um, she hung out with us a little bit. So um, just hanging out together, um, having some fun, and being able to see a university that's um, Christian-oriented, if you want to flip to the next one. Um, the next one is also just some fun pictures. We stayed, as I said earlier, we stayed in a big cabin that slept 30. So it was just right. And um, we had a lot of fun in the cabin. We played cards. We just messed around. We talked. Uh, we ate breakfast a lot of times together in the cabin. And um, it was pretty big. So like Gabe said, you know, we got to sit out on the deck. Um, on Wednesday evening, we had our Bible study there. Um, Keith and Tara O'Neill came with us or came to the cabin, and um, we had our uh, Bible study and, and, and sang some songs and had prayer um, on the outside on the deck in nature. It was pretty nice, pretty cool. Um, I think the kids really enjoyed that. Um, riding together in vans, I think we took three vans, right? Three vans full of, um, of people, and so that was a lot of fun. Um, I think that's pretty much, you got anything to add on the, on the rest of that? All right. Okay, so as we kind of wrap things up, we want to talk a little bit about what we learned while we were there, because, you know, one of our objectives was to go there to learn how we can serve so that when we come back home, we can impact our local community. Um, some of these things, actually, if not all of them, is not just unique to this mission trip. Any type of project, work, trip you go on, these, this is what you're going to learn. I've learned it in all the ones that I've participated in. The first is that the Lord will provide. Um, you know, whatever it is that you need to accomplish the task, God will provide it. Um, I'm always amazed at the works that I've been involved in, how much more we accomplish than I ever dreamed we would through the planning process. Um, God has a unique way of taking what we're willing to give and multiplying it so much more. And that's why I put, you know, God can make a lot out of a little, just like we took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed 5,000 people. You know, our 30 people, I think, accomplished a lot, especially through the disaster relief warehouse where, you know, just a few weeks later we saw trucks going to West Virginia, probably loaded up with the product that we helped um, pack. Uh, third is... One thing that was really special for me is the amazing amount of cooperation and work and, and teamwork that was involved with the group we had. You know, they would have accomplished this mission and this task without Alan and us there, and Alan and I there to lead. You know, they were amazing um, workers. When we got to the warehouse, they didn't need us to say, organize and say, okay, why don't you move over to this part? They just did it. They had a challenge to do. They divided themselves up. They found the most efficient way to coordinate it, and the work got done. It reminded me of um, a proverb where it talks about how the locusts are, even though they're very small, they're wise, because even though they have no king to lead them, they advance in ranks. And that's what I saw with our group. They didn't have, you know, people there leading them, but they just did it. And lastly, God will place you in a position to accomplish his purpose. Um, I firmly believe that. I, I saw it in this trip. I've seen it in other um, projects. You know, sometimes we might think something is a coincidence, but I really do believe that God puts us in positions to sow seeds 
um, to impact people's lives with the power of the gospel that doesn't always include teaching and preaching. There's a lot that you can accomplish um, for Christ just by being willing to go. And kind of the last slide here as by way of offering an invitation. Um, Monopoly has always been one of my favorite games growing up as a child. And, and you know, Monopoly is kind of unique because you don't have a start space. You have a space that says go. And during the gameplay, you don't just go to go once. You go, you go around the board, you do some things, you come back, and you're back to go again. Then you go around. Go is a continual part of the game. Um, go requires action. And it made me think about our Christian life. You know, we're called by Christ to go. Those are kind of our marching orders that he gave to his 12 disciples, and it carries on even to us today. Go always requires action. That action can take many different forms. Um, it might be going to Switzerland. It might be going to Nashville. It might be going to the food pantry here in Pickerington. Um, go to West Virginia. It might be going to your neighbor next door. Um, you don't know. But God has a vision for the world, and that is that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But in order for that vision to be realized, it depends on us to go to be willing to go, to take the little bit of faith as a mustard seed that we have, a little bit of fish and bread that we have, and hand it to God, and watch what great things he will do with it. You know, the, the work that we accomplished here wasn't because of anything we've done. It's what God did or was able to do through us. And so I would like to encourage all of you to get on board in some way, in some area of service in the church, whether it be in um, a small project, a big project, um, whatever suits your interest, find a way to get involved and go. Um, and I would just like to extend an invitation to you at this time. Um, if you have a need to obey the gospel or to be restored or if you want to learn more about um, God's work, I invite you to come as we stand and sing.